All right. Welcome back to Inquiries and Theories. My name's Marissa. My name is Noah. And we're going to talk about the Trans Visibility Day. Yeah, uh, Trans Day of Visibility. It's the National Trans Day of Visibility. And so talk us through this, because I feel like you know more about this day than I do. What is it? So the International Trans Day of Visibility is a day of empowerment and recognition of trans identity and accomplishments. It happens every year on March 31st since 2010 after Rachel Crandall, the head of the Transgender Michigan um, organization, created it. And um, it's kind of in contrast to the Trans Day of Remembrance, and that exists to remember members of the trans community who uh, we've lost over the years. And this day is more um, in celebration of the lives that we still have and recognizing and empowering them. So it is a happy day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a day of celebration. It's a day of recognition. Seeing how far you've come into like your transition. Very cool. And um, so I think an important thing to talk about is representation in sort of like the trans community. For example, we kind of had a discussion about Shameless, which is on HBO, I think, right? Um, I mean, it's on Netflix and that. Yeah, yeah. You, um, it's on streaming HBO services show, right? on Netflix, but I it's a Showtime show. Show, show Showtime. Okay, yeah. very cool. And um, they recently, somewhat recently, the past two seasons, maybe... They have a love interest for Ian, who is the second oldest brother, and his name's Trevor. It's important to note that um, Glad, uh, in the Harris poll, uh, concluded that 84% of Americans say they, de- they do not personally know someone who is transgender, which means they only learn about trans people through the images they see in the media. Yeah, and that makes this experience, um, Trevor's experience on Shameless, really important because a lot of the representation that we've seen traditionally in media haven't really portrayed trans characters in very nuanced ways. And I think it's obvious that, like, representation matters. So this, I would dare to say, is kind of like a groundbreaking role. Yeah, Would you, like, go that far? Okay. Um, Because, personally for me, the only other trans character I could name you is uh, Laverne Cox on Orange is the New Black. Yeah, pretty much same. And yeah, and I mean, I'm not like the say all end all, like I haven't seen every TV show, but like for the most part, like I feel like it's usually like in the news, but like that's the only other one that I can name you. So going back to Trevor, uh, he is portrayed by Elliot Fletcher and he's an American actor and he's 21 years old and he's also from other shows Faking It, The Fosters, and of course, Shameless. And all his characters are transgender, which I think is important to note because I feel like, again, it goes back to representation of like a trans person representing a trans person and not just having like like a other person acting trans, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. There's a history of so many cisgender actors playing trans characters. We've seen it in Dallas Buyers Club. Um, we've seen it in uh, so many different movies yeah. and TV shows across the board. So yeah. I feel like it's important to give those roles to people who are actually trans because it creates jobs for them. And I think it creates a better, you know, experience because it seems more realistic, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Absolutely. So um, going back, his role as Trevor 
is used to educate not only the characters on the show, specifically Ian, and the audience. So I actually haven't been keeping up with Shameless in the last couple of years. Um, I've seen most of the show, Mm -hmm. but I'm not super familiar with Trevor's character. So when was he first introduced on the show? Season 7, and he's kind of become a reoccurring character in Season 8. He left for a little bit, and then, you know, at, like, the last, like, two minutes of the show, they, like, hit you with that cliffhanger, Mm -hmm. and then he, like, comes back, and it's actually really interesting. Okay, um, so you mentioned that he's um, Ian's love interest, right? What? How other ways is he represented on the show? Um, he's introduced, like you said, as a love interest, and they eventually end up dating, and then they break up because Ian cheats. And then as they break up, he's still around in the show because Ian tries to like get him back. And his character works for an organization that helps find homes for homeless and runaway teens. Okay, that's very cool. So in addition to kind of what his character does, how is he generally portrayed? He's portrayed to be like the importance of sexuality. His gender identity and sexuality is at the forefront of his character at the beginning. But as his character progresses, it is evident that there is more to him than that. And I think that was like the most interesting transition to see within the show. Because a lot of like LGBTQ like characters like they just exist to be like gay you know what i mean like it's just like like, that gay friend like oh i'm so quirky like modern family yeah cam and um oh geez the other one yeah i can't mitchell yeah like cam is like the stereotypical like you know gay best friend like flamboyant blah 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 and you know it makes for, like, funny situations, mm-hmm. but it's not represented well. No, not at all. Not to mention that Cam is also portrayed by a straight actor. Yeah, which is, like, a whole nother conversation. But, um, so going back to Trevor, he he's very caring. He really, he's not, like, helping these teens just to, like, help these teens. Like, it's something that, like, hits really close to home with him. And he's very patient with Ian because... When Ian first finds out that Trevor is transgender, there's, like, this big explosion and, like, just, like, a lot of, like, hate speech almost, which kind of reflects, like, season one when Ian came out. Yeah. And Lip was like, oh, my God, like, you're gay. Like, this is crazy. So it was kind of interesting how they mirrored that. Like, Ian at one point was, like, the victim of this hate speech and now, like, Ian is giving hate speech. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of interesting. And so um, Trevor is really patient with Ian about teaching him more about the transgender community, but he doesn't let him be, like, blatantly ignorant about it. Absolutely. So um, why is it important that uh, Trevor is uh, portrayed as a trans character on the show, and um, maybe even more important, why a trans man plays this character? Um, Well, first off, it's important because the guy who plays Trevor is a transgender man so the representation is like point on um and it's important that you know characters like I mentioned er earlier are played by transgender people because it gives them a platform and it gives them you know ability to reach out to other trans kids and like potentially help them and he's used to educate others he's kind of used to like um kind of push like transgender facts and like Mm. this is what it is and it's not this and so he really is you know a vital character I think because if you look at the shameless 
like casts like it's definitely like different from other casts like they deal with like different things like there's teen pregnancy on the show and there's like you know some other tough topics and I think sexuality is just another one of those absolutely and I think it's important to have characters like that too because so many people who are trans in everyday life are kind of expected to give that trans 101 crash course to a lot of the cis people that they know so having people in media who can kind of um spotlight what the trans experience is like I think is really important to take that labor off of people who have those lived experiences exactly (laughs) it shouldn't fall on them like I think it's more visible now and that it should be learned as such like it should be just like common knowledge and accepted right like google is free exactly google is a free service like you know how to google (laughs) but unfortunately um you know with all the information there's still going to be like ignorant people but i think like characters like trevor make it harder to be ignorant about it you know what i mean yeah i completely agree And it's interesting, too, because um, Trevor, like you said, is a groundbreaking character and very subversive in his positioning as a trans character. But as we've kind of learned throughout our literature class, um, these roles aren't really the first that we've ever seen before. We actually just got done reading Virginia Woolf's Orlando, and Uh this book features the character of Orlando who um, spends about the first half of a book as... uh, young boy and um, kind of teenage boy, but about halfway through transitions to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's very much a trans reading of this character. Sure. We were looking at um, Jack Halperston, who is a renowned gender scholar who situates transgender biography, um, quote, is sometimes violent, often imprecise, that brutally seeks retroactively and with the benefit of hindsight to erase the carefully managed details of the life of a passing person and recast the act of passing as deception, dishonesty, and fraud. So essentially showing trans biographies as um, these situations where people whose um, bodies are passing, Mm -hmm. um, once people find out their identity, um, often have violent ends. Sure. So having stories like Orlando or like Trevor's character in Shameless yeah. where we don't have these violent ends, uh, yeah, they're vital. And um, Halperson also defines um, transgender as a marker for all kinds of people who challenge deliberately or accidentally gender normativity. So mm-hmm. we see Orlando falling into that role as well. Kind of back to what you were saying that like uh, people that are transgender meet like ends like that. Um, Glad, again, referencing them, they actually did a study and they found that transgender characters were cast in a victim role at least 40% of the time. And additionally, transgender characters were cast as killers or villains in at least 21% of cataloged episodes and storylines. So I think it's important to note that, you know, like transgender does not always, like does not mean victim. Absolutely. You know, but I also feel like transgender characters are usually portrayed as like victims um yeah um and just before we go back to orlando i also think it's important to note that um showing trans characters as victims is actually very harmful to the community too because so many trans women of color are disproportionately murdered in everyday life they're one of the most at-risk communities for brutal violence and to see that reflected on television can be really damaging to the community and really emotionally taxing to see it happening in real life and on television. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but uh, going back to Orlando, just defining Orlando as a trans character, um, there's another author named Christian Zarnecki 
who writes Two Spirits and Gender Variants in Virginia Woolf's Orlando and Luis Erdrich's The Last Report on the Miracles at Little No Horse. Here she compares Orlando to Two Spirits, um, and these are defined as Two-Spirit people being highly valued for unique capabilities and contributions to the tribe, but also specifically individuals who do not elect to live by strict gender binaries. Okay. So um, she argues that Orlando embodies Two-Spirit characteristics embracing change, ambiguity, and fluidity to live out an, inter- an alternative gender role. So yeah, um, this is kind of the context for Orlando's transness. Okay, um, thank you for that, but I still have questions for yes. you. Okay, uh, can you tell me more about Orlando's transition and how it's portrayed? True, yeah. um, So Orlando, about halfway through the book, falls into a trance. And um, during this kind of long period of sleep, the Lady of Purity, the Lady of Chastity, and the Lady of Modesty dance around Orlando's body while he's lying in this trance. And um, suddenly trumpets sound, the ladies disappear, and when Orlando wakes back up, um, he is a woman. Um, so after that, does Orlando, for lack of a better word, change as a character? Uh, no, and that's what is actually really subversive about this. Um, Virginia Woolf kind of points to this notion of gender performativity in the sense that Orlando's thought processes, Orlando's hobbies and interests completely remain the same. She still writes poetry, she navigates the world in the same way, and really the only difference is she's hyper aware of these privileges that she had when she navigated the world as a man. Um, so she notices that people notice when she's not uh, conforming to standard conventions of womanhood. And um, she also has some pretty humorous scenes where, um, for example, she could just be walking around on the sidewalk and a suitor will come up and propose to her. Yeah. So um, also poking fun at some of this like toxic masculinity yeah. in society. So kind of building off of that, why is Wolf's vision of Orlando's character beyond her time? Um, Yeah, so again, this has to do kind of with these performative notions of gender. So throughout the book, Wolf respects Orlando's gender pronouns. So at the beginning of the book, uh, she uses he, him pronouns. Um, But after Orlando's transition, uh, she, her, her pronouns are all used. And also, uh, the way that mannerisms and dress kind of mark and disguise gender, this is also something that's talked about. So we don't see any fundamental changes with Orlando. Instead, we see these kind of Uh, Again, conformity to um, binary gender roles, both Orlando as a man and Orlando as a woman. Not to say that all transness has to come down to these binary um, notions of gender. There are non-binary people, um, androgynous folks who reject those binaries. But um, in this instance, Orlando is portrayed as a binary trans character and takes on these markings of binary gender and there's a respect for So, um, yeah, as you can see, transness has been around in media for a really long time, from Virginia Woolf to Trezor and Shameless. And although it's not always represented, I think it's important to realize that it has always been there. Like, trans is not, like, this new trend that people are jumping on. Mm -hmm. It's something that's always been there, and now that we have the language for it, I think that's why we're seeing a lot of people starting to feel comfortable to come out, because they can finally put language to it. Absolutely. And as we continue to see portrayals of characters like Trevor, mm-hmm. um, also young people are just going to be able to identify with these characters yeah. and understand their own identity at earlier ages than we've yeah. seen in the past. And I think it's going to lead to more kindness and caring to reacting to people who are trans because mm-hmm. there is obviously still a lot of hatred and discomfort 
around, you know, trans communities. But I think by seeing Trevor and being like, oh, he's just like this normal kid, like nothing like crazy about it. It's going to create better dialogues and better interactions and just create essentially more kindness toward each other. Yeah, I mean, I think the important thing is to just be critical of the media that you watch Mm -hmm. and understand that there are nuanced portrayals of trans characters and characters like Orlando and Trevor are the ones that you should look up to and you should reject some of those stereotypes and some of those negative storylines that you see and just be wary of the media that you absorb. There we go. This has been this episode of Inquiries and Theories. Join us next week for our next podcasts. Yes, thank you.